it doesn't matter who they are. Nobody's allowed to treat you any old kind of way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who's looking. You know, I felt a, an obligation to like my following to keep this thing going, and like, but in the end, I mean, my my hair was falling out. It's bad. It's bad. Um, so I needed somebody who'd been in my situation to tell me it's okay. Somebody else will come. Yeah. Somebody else will come. And he said, all you have to do is say you did that person one good time. And that's the only amount of times you have to do them to say you did them. You don't have to stay with somebody. And I'll never forget that conversation. It meant a lot. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter if you did them one time or 12. You did them. Move along. Welcome to the Friends in Beauty podcast, a safe space for ambitious beauty industry creatives to have real talk, get real answers and practical tools to grow their businesses. My name is Aquia Robinson, and I'm a makeup artist, beauty educator, and the creator of Friends in Beauty. I created Friends in Beauty to support like-minded creatives, just like you, on their quest to connect, network, and build genuine relationships within the beauty community. Join me every week as me and my special guests reveal the keys to success and longevity in the beauty industry, and most importantly, have fun while doing it. You ready? Hey, what's up? It's your best friend in beauty, Aquia Robinson. Welcome back to another episode of the Friends in Beauty podcast. I am so happy to have you here with me, and I hope you're listening to this episode in high spirits and in good health. If you are a friend in beauty, I welcome you to join the Friends in Beauty Facebook community. If you're looking for a community of like-minded, ambitious friends in beauty to virtually connect with, network, and share resources, then click the link down below in the show description to join our community. And I'll be there to welcome you with open arms. Also, follow Friends in Beauty on all social media platforms at Friends in Beauty. What I like to do is something called the Friends in Beauty Friday feature, where every Friday I spotlight a different friend in beauty and their accomplishments. So no matter how big or small you think it is, I want to shout you out. I want to send you some good vibes. So all you have to do is use the hashtag FIB Friday feature, tag Friends in Beauty on something that you have accomplished, and I'll share it with the community. Additionally, the Friends and Beauty podcast is available on several platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google, YouTube, you name it. And whatever platform you are listening from right now, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning into the Friends and Beauty podcast. I truly appreciate you so much. And I would love it even further if you took the time to leave a five-star rating, a review, a comment, a like, a share, a subscribe, a something to let me know how you feel about the Friends and Beauty podcast. I would absolutely love it. And also, I have to tell you that You should join the Friends and Beauty mailing list tribe if you haven't already because they are the first to know about all things Friends and Beauty and I send out different business resources, tips, and advice throughout the week. So if that's something that you're interested in, the link for that will be in the description as well. And last but not least, the most important thing is to share the Friends and Beauty podcast with your other Friends and Beauty, your family, your friends, anybody that you think could benefit from the information that is being shared Share, share, share a way to help me grow the Friends and Beauty community. On this episode of the Friends and Beauty podcast, I welcome Tatiana Ward, aka Beat Face Honey, to the Friends and Beauty guest chair. Tatiana is a celebrity makeup artist and educator. Her very start in the beauty industry was that of educating. Her precise and easy to follow YouTube videos have amassed over 13 million hits on YouTube worldwide. 
Tatiana's mass appeal, skilled artistry, and straightforward teaching style has transcended her from an online influencer to working with celebrities and educating live. She has been featured in major publications such as Teen Vogue, Elle Magazine, BuzzFeed, Ebony Magazine, and many more. Her bubbly personality and extensive knowledge of makeup has been featured on BET, The Steve Harvey Show, CNN, and the Fox Network as an on-air contributor. Having nearly half a million Instagram followers and a growing online presence, Tatiana has become a long-standing and respected staple in the makeup community, so much so that her live classes and private sessions keep her traveling the world. Let me tell you something. I am still pinching myself that I was able to have this amazing chat with Tatiana. She is one of my inspirations from the beginning of my career as a makeup artist. So this was truly a full circle moment for me and such an amazing and transparent conversation about her journey in the beauty industry. In this interview, Tatiana shares how her journey in the beauty industry began and how makeup is just a small part of who she is, how she gained a huge following on YouTube and how the platform has changed over the years, making it a little harder for creators. She also shares her experience with working with some of the top celebrities in the industry like Brandy, Nicki Minaj, and Keisha Cole, how she uses her other skills to generate income. She shares all of her excitement about her new product line, how she's balancing motherhood and staying motivated. She also shares some amazing advice that she received from Sam Fine and she even shares something that she's never shared before about a particular celebrity that you may find very intriguing. I appreciate Tatiana so much for sharing her experience so openly. There are tons of learning lessons that we can all learn from that are sprinkled throughout our conversation so let's go ahead and jump into it with Tatiana and if you prefer to watch the interview then tune in on YouTube. Welcome to the Friends of Beauty podcast Tatiana. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited to have you. Oh my gosh. You have no idea. <laughs> I'm like super tickled right now. I'm trying to contain myself, but super Aww. appreciative for your time and for you. I already know you're going to drop like pure fire and pure gems on the podcast. But before we get started, I love to start off with icebreaker questions just so that we can get to know you a little bit outside of the world of beauty. Okay. All right. I'm ready. Awesome. So just give us three random facts about you. Um, oh my gosh. Three random facts. Um, today I ate corned beef hash, hash, which is like one of my favorite breakfast foods. Okay. Um, once I met Michael Jackson, mm, which is pretty amazing. I didn't remember like it was like I've met a lot of people but like I kind of for 15 years didn't like remember actually meeting him mm-hmm. and then I started making YouTube videos and kind of blew up on YouTube and some guy from South America was like I love you for a lot of reasons one of them being you love Michael Jackson and I was like how do you know that? Like, yeah. I don't think I've ever said that publicly. He's like, well, you know, the DVD. And I'm like, what DVD? And he's like, there's the, the interview that you did after you met Michael Jackson. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh my like, gosh. Yes, I met Michael Jackson, but I never told anybody that. And what are you talking about? And he sent me a clip. Apparently I did an interview like I was walking away from the table where Michael was signing CDs and I'm like 
19 years old and in like a complete daze. And I literally answered questions on camera about just meeting Michael Jackson. Uh And I have zero memory of it. That's how psyched I was. I have zero memory of it. And 15 years later, apparently they're sending a D or selling a DVD and in South America somewhere. Uh That's where the guy was from. And um, yeah, super, super random. But yeah, I love Michael Jackson. Um, If you ever see me with my nails done, they are press on nails. I hate getting my nails done. Hate it, hate it, hate it. And they are press on nails. If you ever see me with my nails done. I literally always tell people the exact same. I don't have anything on now, but if you see me with my nails done nine times or 9.5 out of 10 is press on nails because I can't stand it. I can't like what I, I, you got to hold my hand and like, I'm, it's, it's, my hands are inoperable because you're holding one and like, just, I, I don't like beautification processes. The only one that I really like is makeup. And even then I've been doing it for so long that it's like, I don't even wear makeup unless I have to. Sounds <laughs> just like me too. Oh my God. Yeah. What do people always tell you that you're good at aside, for, aside from what you do like professionally? Um, words. Like my friends and family, I am the caption queen. If they need me to like, I'm the girl that you call, like, how do I word this? Or can you write this text for me? Here's what I needed to say. Here's who it's going to. Can you write this for me? Yeah, I love that. Mm -hmm. I have a friend like that. Anytime I get like a weird email that I would normally respond to, like what I said was, or something like that. I always hit up my friend, like, girl, can you write up something for me real quick? So I will sound, you know, a little crazy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, see, everybody needs one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody needs the word friend. Exactly. When's the last yeah, time? Background. When's the last time that you did something for the first time? Every day, right? I'm a, I'm a mom. I have a two-year-old daughter, and it's always something new with her. Mm-hmm. Um, Was she in some last time that I did something for the first time? That's a great question, and I just can't think of aside from being a mom mm-hmm. it's always something um, and there's just always it's always something new mm-hmm. uh, I don't know I did I've never uh in my life celebrated Halloween before so like I grew up with parents we didn't do Halloween and we didn't do like Santa Claus or Christmas mm-hmm. we did Christmas but we did Jesus's birthday we did not do Santa right. Claus right um but I did like a Halloween party and it was like one of the first times I've ever really been a part of a Halloween party before mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that I was this like Halloween that. yeah I think the I don't even know what year that was but I was a full grown adult before I ever wore like a costume and went yeah. to a Halloween party mm-hmm. yeah for sure yeah, I forgot I have these things called pod decks okay They're super fun random questions it's a would you rather and a what the heck random is I don't know what which one do you want I don't know. Surprise me. Hmm. I don't know. I'm going to do would you rather because I had a what the heck earlier. So okay. give Tatiana a good card. So, so you're picking a random card for me? I'm picking a random card and this is a would you rather. It says would you rather 
take cold showers for the rest of your life or never get more than four hours of sleep a night again. Oh, that's so wrong. Ooh, that's bad. Ugh. Okay. Take cold showers for the rest of my life because I live in the Bahamas. Exactly. Plot <laughs> twist. Plot plot twist. Twist. I love it because I mm-hmm. live in the Caribbean or somewhere where yeah. yep do that cold showers love it <laughs> is there anything that you're looking forward to in the new year um just developing a product line the my existing line of lashes and um, moving into more cosmetics that's like the big goal that's what I'm enjoying doing, um, just product development and uh, raising my baby, which is always every single day. It's a joy and something to look forward to. I love yeah. it. Yes, last one. If you weren't a makeup artist right now, is there anything else you could see yourself doing professionally? Um, I think if I weren't a makeup artist, I would be a lawyer. Um, a journalist, um, maybe graphic design. I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. those three. Okay, not bad. I don't oh, know. a songwriter. That'd be a songwriter. Of course, of course. And then there's that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. I would love to know. Like, let's just jump into it. Like, who is Tatiana? I think a lot of us know you from you know being in the spotlight on YouTube and everything. But you know, when all of that like shuts down, like, who is Tatiana? Like at the core. Mm. I drink whiskey, I swear, I love God. Um, Big dreams, frequently scared. (laughs) Frequently reluctant, let let, let me not just say. Um, Terrified of being average, completely average. (laughs) (laughs) No way. Uh, Yes, yeah. I don't know, everybody has so many different elements and layers to themselves. I am, um, I, I really think like if I could compare myself to a celebrity, I would be Kanye West, where I think that like I have bouts of absolute genius. And then at the same time, although Kanye like w- it will not admit it, he definitely is like second guesses himself quite a bit too. Like mm-hmm. he, the man admitted he got lipo because it got to him. Like, yeah. so I'm more the, the, I don't know, the, the, the lipo version of Kanye. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm a lot of things, but, Mm -hmm. um, I'm complex. I think I'm definitely complex. Mm -hmm. I like that. But I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. I like, I like who I am. That's good. And, and makeup is such a small part of who I am mm-hmm. like it's it's really amazing to make a life out of something that um unfortunately is really superficial which makeup very much speaks to the the very superficial parts of my personality mm-hmm. um and superficial doesn't necessarily have to be like a bad thing um because we all have pieces of surface level behaviors that mm-hmm. uh, I don't know 
but it's it's really it's not the meat and potatoes of who I am I don't think okay I love that I love that what is your (laughs) earliest memory of makeup did you grow up playing in makeup or anything like that I was not allowed to play in makeup and it's so funny because just today as I was putting on makeup to do this podcast my daughter was tinkering around it's the first time she ever said mommy makeup on me and I was like oh my god what are you gonna do uh I'm gonna do what my mom didn't know but it's we live in such a different world like I'm 38 and it's like we had to grow up with like just looking like we look you know (laughs) like no filter this is what it is like and if there was the girl in school that was wearing makeup she was wearing like mascara and like lipstick and a little bit of mismatched powder Right. But it wasn't like foundation, contouring, highlight. It wasn't all of that. Um, so I, I don't know. I think that I will try my best to not, not have her. She doesn't see me wear that much makeup. So it's not going to be that hard. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I mean, in the coming years, I might be wearing more. Anyway, that was, I, you got to keep me on track because I'll <laughs> go all over the place. <laughs> oh, but my fascination with makeup was born out of insecurity which I think is a lot of women's fascination with makeup is born out of thinking that they have to perfect something Mm -hmm. which is a lie um but I just remember wanting to be prettier and thinking that makeup would do that Mm -hmm. um now I think we're breeding like a generation of girls who actually love the art form of it but I don't really think that it like I think that it wasn't really there wasn't a lot of people who were thinking about the art form of makeup like years ago we were just thinking oh that's just what you do to tweak yourself right right I never even thought about it like that definitely is more so of the art now and less of the trying to cover up or something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah so when Which did you cool. start playing in makeup then if you weren't allowed to you know do it when you were younger I think I think once I like started getting acne, you know, puberty, awkward stage, my mom allowed me to like cover up pimples with like foundation, but she mm-hmm. still was really, she stayed on top of like how much, let me not say my mom, it was really my dad who was like, uh-uh. um, yeah, but I definitely have some awkward school pictures. Like once I came, maybe 14, 15, I was allowed to dip and dabble. Okay. And we definitely have some awkward school pictures there where it's like the light you could see like at the hairline where it's like. Yes, you got to go through it though. Not blended, got to go through it. (laughs) So yeah, but the fascination, I remember specifically, I remember um, Oprah talking about uh, it was either Scott Barnes or Kevin Aquan. Um, it was one of the two. And I started doing research and then came either she was talking about Kevin Aquan or she was talking about Scott Barnes and I researched Scott Barnes and then came upon Kevin Aquan. Gotcha. But I remember buying Kevin Aquan's uh, book about God, what's the book called? Faces like, or something like that. Yeah. Or making faces yep. or something like that. 
making faces or changing faces. I don't know. I don't know which one it is, but it's what. But you're you're onto something there. Yes. But I bought the book, and I remember just being so fascinated. That is when it turned into a fascination about oh wow this is an art form because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I remember in that book he was showing think, how he can like transform people into like a 60s person or like a yeah yeah a different just the different things that you can do and transform people yeah. with makeup he take he took like celebrities that we know mm-hmm. uh and transformed them into uh, different celebrities so like for instance I think he took Winona Ryder and made her into Marilyn Monroe yeah um yeah, so I remember that really, that was like the late 90s when I was like, or maybe mid 90s. I think I was maybe in ninth grade when I came upon that book and really was taken by the art form of it. Yeah, when did you realize that makeup could be like a thing, like a career that you could really like jump into and make money from? I think that, my thought was never that I could make money from it. And I think that that is one of the biggest things about me and so many girls, because I spent so many years now teaching girls in live classes and people ask about money. And of course, it's a natural question, but I just loved it. And I wasn't necessarily thinking like, wow, you know, I could, I I might be able to make a career out of this. I was just, I loved it. Yeah. And I just wanted to learn more about it and I wanted to talk about it and I wanted to study it and I wanted to try it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I never really thought about making money at it until I started, you know, until until it became, you know, very. That wasn't the thing that you, that made you want to do it. Yeah, yeah. But because I spent my whole adolescence singing, songwriting, I was, I guess, I was a recording artist. Mm -hmm. So I had a record deal when I was 16. That whole thing fell through. But I loved music so much. And I thought, what can I do to stay close to music? What can I do so that I'm if I am not going to make it as a singer, I'm still around singers and I'm still around, you know, music. Yeah. And I thought, I really, really love makeup. So mm-hmm. I would really like to learn more about that. And if this whole, if plan A doesn't work out, plan B would be makeup. I love that. That's a, I like that idea because you're definitely doing it. it. It seemed to work out that way where. I think the- really that's the case for a lot of industry people. A lot of industry people, it's like, we were almost famous. <laughs> like, I love it. Is there ever a time where you not regret it, but ever wonder like, what if, you know, the record deal would have went through? Oh no. After working with so many celebrities, I realized that God spared me. <laughs> God spared me. A, the absolute mania that is fame. Wow. Like it is just, Hollywood's a really dark place mm. and I've seen it firsthand I've seen what it does to like people's relationships and friendships and family and their psyche and I was never going to be that strong where I could have withstood fame wow I mean you got to turn into 
it just it takes a certain level of strength so no I think I do not regret it I see that God allowed me to keep my sanity yeah (laughs) do you have a lot of those moments where like maybe in the moment you're like kind of bummed out like oh I didn't get this opportunity or this didn't work out but then in hindsight you realize why it didn't happen oh yes oh yes and it's funny because I still got to stand on stage like I would be particularly with Keith Cole I mean I would be just literally standing on stage and watching like 30,000 lighters in the air like And I still got to experience yeah. that, you know, it wasn't my song and they weren't cheering for me, but I still got to experience some amazing things. So I think it all worked out the way God had it intended to work mm-hmm. out for me. Yeah. 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 What are some things that you did early on in, early on in your career that kind of, I guess, set you up for where you are now, like as far as practicing or maybe the type of jobs that you had? I'm not sure. Like what, what did your, the early version of your career look like? when you first started like what kind of work were you doing I worked in a strip club for three years and that prepared me quite a bit for working with celebrities because I encountered every type of girl you could possibly imagine (laughs) (laughs) and I had to deal with personalities and egos and addictions Mm -hmm. and all kinds of all kinds of girls sweet girls who were you know never had a family spoiled rotten girls who just who were just maintaining lifestyle you know lifestyle I mean all kinds of personalities Nisi Nash told me one time that she would deal with a makeup artist who was mediocre but their spirit and their energy was good over an artist who was phenomenal and had a horrible ego basically or or personality and I think that's true for a lot of people like Mm -hmm. um you have to kind of be a people person you have to get along with people you're very close to somebody's face you're very close to their you know it's a transfer of energies for real yeah so working in the strip club I learned to protect myself but also give of myself it's got so much more I gave the Nisi Nash story to say it's so much more than just skill it's got so much to do with who you are as a person and my story I can't tell without social media because that was such a launching pad for me you know so the Kevin Aquans and the Sam Fines and the Scott Barnes of the world I mean the amazing makeup artists who came before this generation Mm -hmm. they their grind was way harder in a million different ways um but people liked my who I was and that made me and I would like to think I was also knowledgeable but uh, about makeup I mean but like people gravitated towards my energy and who I was and what I gave off yeah um and, and I think it's the same for whatever clientele I had I love that you mentioned that because I wanted to ask you too, since you did do YouTube and like very, you know, you have a great following on social media. 
like how do because you always hear like oh just be yourself and everything like that just you know people will come but like how do you really tap into who you are for real and then share that like I don't know like how do you really show who you are for people to really catch your vibe and like to to follow you and everything just show up I think (laughs) I think YouTube turned into like a like I'm a dinosaur in the YouTube world like when I was at the height of my YouTube fame, there were like six black girls. And now it's like a bajillion girls. Got you. Of all ethnicities. I mean, there was like 10 white girls on YouTube that you followed. And then there was like five black girls. Right. And there was, it, it, it's just turned into a monster. And I think I feel bad for the people the young people in particular younger people not that I'm like that old I mean (laughs) but I feel bad for them because how do you stand apart how do you set yourself apart and then furthermore it's turned into this kind of it's turned into such a superficial it's scary it's the the YouTube streets is scary (laughs) like the social media streets is scary mm-hmm. we just literally turned on a camera and we're talking to the camera there was no fancy editing it was nothing but just a girl in front of a camera yeah and uh it has evolved into a whole production it was like my whole story was I'm in my parents basement and this is just kind of what I'm doing whereas now that's completely unacceptable. No, no, no. You have to be, you, it has to be lifestyle of the rich and famous. People want to see wealth. So the demand of the viewer has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, therefore, the demand of the, or, or the, like the what you have to do to mm-hmm. create has changed. And that is part of the reason probably why my, my following does not grow. I, I stopped trying with YouTube because it's like, I, I can't. First of all, I came to YouTube to share my knowledge and I wanted to like, hopefully build that into doing famous faces, right? Mm-hmm. So I did that. And then I, I was actually a makeup artist from Jump and I, I did that. So then doing celebrity, it took me, like I was catching flights. I was super, super busy. So I couldn't, necessarily make as many videos anymore right um I had a a goal that I reached kind of and then it was hard to like for me to do both at the same time so Mm -hmm. hmm, I don't know (laughs) I I just felt like the YouTube and then I took enough time away came back and it was like it's crazy like people just it's just people People give more than I'm willing to give, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm grateful for your YouTube journey because that's how I found you when I first started doing makeup. It was the video that you did where I think you were building a kit for somebody. You had all this stuff spread all over the counter. You yeah, my girlfriend. The, mm-hmm. the blue box yeah, lashes and everything. So you were definitely <laughs> one of the people that I found when I first started doing makeup. And then to see a, another woman of color just out there killing it totally cool but yeah I'm um, glad I hear stories like that all the time where it's like girls will be like you taught me you know you taught me this and I mean Cardi B's makeup artist 
who mm-hmm. is amazing. She's like, I've just basically learned everything from you. And I'm like, what? That's like, so awesome. You're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Yes. And I I'm remember glad. the whole brandy that's, thing that happened. Is, yeah. Like it just kind of skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. Was that something that kind of like was like a snowball effect for like other celebrities? Was that was that the first celebrity that you worked with, Brandy? Yeah, for the pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what was that journey like? Did you ever imagine that it was going to go like how it is now? When you first started doing makeup, did you even have a vision for how this is going at this moment? Yes. Like I, I thought this was the goal. It was the goal to just be doing celebrities. It's but it's kind of like fame. Like you want people never know what is involved in it until they get there. Mm-hmm. So I knew that I wanted to do celebrity. Brandy is like the greatest singer of our generation, if you ask me. Um, and I just she I'm, I'm a diehard Brandy fan, so she was really who I wanted to get to. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um and that experience is such a learning experience um I didn't know how much to that I should be paid I didn't know you know I just uh, there was so many things I did not I could never have foreseen all that goes into doing celebrity makeup in terms of travel and um just the demands mm-hmm. it's a lot of work like mm-hmm. And then getting to Nicki Minaj, it's just like, if you could imagine how much Nicki Minaj works, that's how much you are required to work. And it is a lot. And I didn't have an agent or a spokesperson. Still to this day, I had an agent so that I wouldn't have to speak up for myself and I could put it on somebody else. But then that guy like totally robbed me blind. I did like a $10,000 commercial with her and when the check came it was like two thousand dollars after taxes and he took his cut and I was like I'm I'll deal with Nicki Minaj thanks <laughs> I'll deal with her myself right um that bad experience I just never got an agent again I probably would work a lot more if I if I did but mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of things that you would have never foreseen just like people say all the time like oh I just want to be rich and famous and I think to myself no you don't trust me you don't you will it's a it's a beast Mm -hmm. I don't know are there any other highlights in your career that that you're just like super duper proud of my yes this right here this is a highlight in my career do you have this I'm gonna send it I don't have it this is amazing it is the greatest eyeliner on the market like I'm very 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 proud of this it is my pro black magnetic eyeliner uh-huh. and it, it it's just it's revolutionary like you can put on your eyeliner and you can stick on your lash it there's no need for glue anymore it is both mm-hmm. so it draws a black line I'm wearing it right now it draws a black line it's got magnetic elements to it that allow magnetic lashes lashes to attach but it doesn't have to be. It also has a stickiness to it that allows you to just stick the lash, any lash on. It doesn't have to be magnetic. Oh. It's super black. It's waterproof. And um, it's like the first, I mean, it's, it's 
I'm very proud of it. It's your baby. Very, very, very proud of it. And I'm even more proud that at the launch of it, um, I decided it was just on my heart that I would give away 100% of the proceeds for it. So mm -hmm. in the month of December, um, if you buy the pen, I'm giving away 100% of the proceeds to two different charities. Very proud of that. Okay. Yeah. Which charities? What's that? Which charities? The uh, J.R. Halsey Foundation. And um, that, what that does is inner city children, it teaches them the art form of theater. Theater is something that I, I just feel like they should teach theater and they should make it mandatory for kids to take improvisational classes. It helps you so much in your communication. Mm -hmm. Like it helps you so much in your confidence, learning to speak in front of crowds, learning to allow conversation to flow. I tell everybody, take your kids to an improv class. And this foundation helps children in underserved communities. It gives them something to do. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not just like, oh, do theater because you're gonna be a big actor someday. It's like, no, these are actually life skills that theater teaches. And theater was really paramount in my life, in my YouTube journey. I learned to speak to everybody yeah. because I took theater and I was used to standing in front of audiences and, you know, beat the fear of what if something stupid comes out of my mouth? Well, then you just keep going. That's what you do in theater. If you mm -hmm. fumble the line, you just keep going. Like, so I really appreciate that foundation so much and what they're doing for kids. And they also teach them like um, sort of the behind the scenes part about television production, editing, mm. super useful term. I mean, editing, I have like a whole side business where I just be making people's videos stuff girl like editing has become financially a source of, of money like for me I know how to edit videos so I was thinking about in a digital world too. like these are skills that these kids could really use yeah yeah That's like good. why not so uh the James R. Halsey Foundation super 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 excited to give 50% of the proceeds to them. And also um, Topeka Sam is a amazing woman who works uh, somewhat in prison reform, but she has this foundation called the, the LOHM, L-O-H-M, yes. Um, and what they do is they help women who have been incarcerated come out back into society, better prepared to work um, and it's because Topeka Sam, who frequently is like a commentator on MSNBC and CNN, uh, she was incarcerated. She made poor choices that put her in jail. Um, and she learned from her mistakes, but mm -hmm. she understands what prison for women looks like and how awful of an experience it is. Yeah. And how, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, working in strip clubs. I learn so much about the things that bring people to certain decisions and means to an end like uh and like I said there's a lot of greed involved but then there are girls who just didn't have a mom and dad they had younger siblings that they had to feed mm -hmm. and you know they're doing what they got to 
it's just of empathy for what Topeka Sam is doing, what she's been through, and who she's trying to reach back and help. Um, so yeah, those two organizations are getting the proceeds of the Pro Black Magnetic Eyeliner. Super, super yeah. proud of that. And I want to do this like every September or every December, I think I'll just, for that month, give, give it away. Yeah, what yeah. was the process? That like is for, what I'm most proud of. <laughs> I love that. What was the process like for developing your, um the magnetic or the, the glue, the liner? It, it does so much. Yeah, I don't even know what, what to call, call it. it. The pen. <laughs> the pen. I call it eyeliner because above all else, I mean, it draws a black line, <laughs> but the black line can also, I mean, if you don't like a liquid pen, like it's got a felt tip. If you don't like that, you could just use the felt tip over whatever eyeliner you do like to apply right. and stick a lash on. Um, and I am not the first person to come out with this, but this formula is something that I cultivated because I have tried them and they were like too sticky tried them and uh, I didn't feel like they they were sticky and then they didn't adhere I felt like every time I blinked I could like feel it stuck on my yeah and the crazy so thing that happens to I me. tweaked something that's all right I did not invent this wheel uh but I made this wheel better yeah the crazy <laughs> thing that happens to me better. when I'm using the liquid one sometimes it gets in my eye and it's like all in my eye and yeah. I just can't forget it I ain't putting on no lashes today yeah, no, uh, with the liquid ones, it's easy to over apply. Mm -hmm. Again, why I love my liner. <laughs> um, you can press down so light and you'll get a deposit. That's mm -hmm. the thing though. If you press down too hard, don't, don't press down too hard. You could go about it super, super light-handed mm -hmm. and it draws a very faint line, like a super skinny so you can really etch out your your eyeliner uh shape that you want yeah and then you could go in a little bit more heavy-handed but that's makeup application in general is how light or heavy a hand you use you know mm -hmm. I'm sure you know absolutely and practicing restraint and not doing too much that well that is the it is easy to do heavy makeup that's why everybody does heavy makeup mm -hmm. what's hard is holding back yeah for sure right oh my gosh that's, that's the difference between really exceptional makeup artists and I think everybody else mm -hmm. heavy-handed is easy absolutely and when I first Drag started doing easy. makeup I thought that if I if I couldn't do makeup like heavy or like the Instagram style makeup I always I was like well I'm not gonna get booked because my style is very like natural like no make makeup makeup or just natural glam people hire me for skin like to get the skin right so mm -hmm. I always thought that if I couldn't do like a carved brow or like a heavy like beat I was like nobody's I thought the same thing yeah nobody's gonna book me at all but it's been fine <laughs> yep yep it's quite the opposite in fact when I got Nicki Minaj as a client I was like oh my god this is it I will finally be able to because I thought you had to do the absolute most mm -hmm. and then I realized very quickly even the strippers didn't want all that right so I got to do some fun stuff here and there somebody would want glitter but in in strip clubs they call glitter divorce dust <laughs> so girls would be like, don't put that glitter on me. His wife is going to find out. Girl, 
So I never got to do fun stuff in uh-huh. the strip club either. And then when I got Nikki, I was like, this is it. I got, I got the one. Yeah. And she was like, I'm actually trying to go more natural with my look. And I was like, <laughs> just like basic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I like that aesthetic on her though. She's a beautiful girl. She's just a very pretty girl. So she doesn't hurt her and her bones are very pronounced. Those cheekbones are very mm. trinny pronounced. Like, yeah, she doesn't need to you don't need to do much. Yeah, absolutely. With her. Yeah, since we're talking about celebrities, mm-hmm. I would love to know, because it's, it's always, I think a lot of people aspire to be celebrity makeup artists, but like you said, it's a lot that goes into it, and some things I know that you're not going to really um, learn until, like, you're in the moment. It's just certain things that you just have to experience, but what is some, like, what is, like, set etiquette when working with celebrities, like, the do's and the don'ts, like, of working with them? So you can make sure they call you back. Everybody's different. Like, every artist is different, but um, Nikki definitely taught me, like, uh, it, it going from Brandy to Nikki, they are two huge extremes, like, two very, very different girls. Mm-hmm. Um, but brandy wanted to talk like we were best friends and it would be like okay we should probably shut up and do some makeup now (laughs) nikki it was like do not speak unless spoken to Mm -hmm. so working with nikki i just uh frankly i was scared of her (laughs) (laughs) like i've never said this publicly but she's not nice um i i literally have never ever spoken down on her Um, but it was not a good experience mm-hmm. and I learned from her so much though like so much but in terms of etiquette like with celebrities I think that she's probably more right like just don't speak unless spoken to allow them to warm up to you like mm-hmm. allow them to not everybody's going to be brandy Right. Most of the time they're not Brandy, but most of the time they're not Nikki either. Mm-hmm. Um, just to, uh, also a huge thing is don't take offense if they don't like something. Don't argue. Like just be like, okay, well, this is what I can do to fix this thing, or you know, it, we're artists and it's easy to take things to heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so your ego has to be left at the door though, because right. you are not the star; they are. And with celebrities, you have to be very careful of their egos. Mm-hmm. Very, very careful. They are very ego-driven people. That's, mm-hmm. you know, they live in a world where the world, like, mostly revolves around them. So you have to be very delicate with their egos. Mm-hmm. Um, but, which is why being quiet is best. And if somebody doesn't like something, they're criticized more than you could possibly imagine on their look. So you have mm-hmm. to understand that, like, you know, keep that in the back of your brain try not to get offended if they're concerned that they are not going to look their best so that you could do something differently just go with it yeah um take and just listen to them like listen to what they say they want let them know you're willing to work with whatever um but your energy has a lot to do with it and and just not saying too much mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oof, there's a lot Got a hand those I love the work that you're doing on Karen though. Like 
I'm a big fan of the um the Housewives of Potomac. I, I work with Ashley. I forgot what season I worked with mm-hmm. Ashley. Yeah, I got to work with Ashley. Um, I know it was like last season I did something. I saw my makeup on the show. Was it the yeah, the season that just went off? And then the season before that, I got to do like some of her confessional um oh, looks. Wow. Oh. I'm a really big fan of the show, but when I see Karen, I'm like, yes, come through. Because <laughs> I'm always looking at the yeah. makeup and everything. She looks so good. Did you do? Oh, Ashley always looks good too. They all look pretty good. Not all of them. Yeah, you know. But they mostly all look good. Let me not be shady. That's so me. Um, no, but a lot of times it is not the makeup artist's fault. If a girl looks bad, I remember, I remember being at BET. I, I was um, filming with somebody, and I remember seeing a girl on the monitor who was being interviewed before the person I was with was being interviewed, mm-hmm. and I remember thinking, "Who did this damn hair? This hair is." terrible who wow. let this happen uh-uh and that throws off everything else uh, the, 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 I don't even remember the face I just remember the hair being so bad and thinking this is a, this is a shame mm. and uh, I'm on the monitor like watching in the in the back room uh-huh. and then I see her hairstylist walk by one of the best makeup or one of the best hairstylists in the business like can do no wrong right absolutely amazing right immediately I thought to myself he was not the problem right she got what she wanted like Mm -hmm. that's how she wanted to look Mm -hmm. so he didn't argue like Mm. okay those type of people I'm like don't tag me just just say you did it yourself yeah and sometimes, like, if you if you build a relationship with somebody, I don't know if that was his first time doing her. I don't know. It just I, I knew it could not have been his fault she wanted to look that way. But if you're with somebody long enough or just a few times and they're building, you know, most people will take your direction. And most people, you can interject in a kind way and be like, I understand what you're going for. Yeah. We'll try to achieve that. However, I think considering your eye shape or considering whatever, you know, this would be better. Mm-hmm. You know, you could put it to them to where nobody's egos hurt. Um, but yes, I love Karen. Karen is my dream come true. Oh. Like she really is. I've, I realized like very early on that I'm a monogamous makeup artist. <laughs> I don't, a lot of people thrive off of like bouncing from artist to artist. I did that for a time. It was exhausting. Um, there's people were jealous, you know, like people were like, what do you mean? You can't come. I, I, Karen takes care of me. She respects me. She's kind to me. She, I never have to beg her to pay me because some of these celebrities tell yeah, you will be shocked at who I've had to beg. Can you just please pay me? Like right. it's been three months and you haven't paid me. Can I just like, can I pay my rent? Um, <laughs> yeah. I have to kind of too. Mm-hmm. And I got to eat. Uh, yeah, Karen is a dream, dream, dream client. Like, she's literally an answered prayer because I was burnt out when I met her. I was burnt out. I did not want to do celebrities anymore. Barely wanted to do makeup. 
definitely didn't want to do celebrities. Mm-hmm. And she really is amazing. Are you still in Philly? Amazing. She's just, she's just a dope person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you still in Philly? Yeah. Yeah. Um, about, I was in New York until COVID hit really hard. And then I had just had my baby. And then come October, it was like, this is getting this is getting super scary. I got to I got to get out of New York. So yeah. naturally the best place to go when you have a teeny tiny baby is to go home. Yeah. How are you balancing motherhood with your career? Um, or is there no balance? I don't, I don't know how these <laughs> kind of suck at it. I think. <laughs> think I might suck at it. I, I don't know. Again, why I can really only work with one person. I don't know how these girls do it. And kudos to them, because I, I just, I, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it. Because I am just not in anything. It's hard for me to stay on task if I have multiple tasks. I, I just, I'm not a good balance balancer. So obviously my daughter comes first. Mm-hmm. But it is so nice to have Karen, who is a mom. Right. She understands it. Um, and I think part of why Karen is so dope also is because she has not been famous her whole life. Mm-hmm. She had, she did not get famous young where a lot of people, most people got famous young. Um, so they really don't know what it is to be a normal person or they've lost touch with what it is to be a normal person. She has been a normal person for many, 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 many years right. before fame came. So, and also she was a single mom. She understands. Uh, just she she's happy to work with my schedule which is unheard of right um so I just again I lucked up in that department um but the balance is a lot of late nights you see these bags um I tried to give her my all and she has learned like mommy's on the computer a lot some days, like mommy's on the phone a lot. Some days, you know, she watches way more TV than she probably should. <laughs> but we're getting along. Mm-hmm. We're getting we're getting along. <laughs> like I'm fortunate to have my parents who are an amazing support system. Oh, <laughs> excuse me. I'm sorry. You're not boring me. I just have very late nights. Look, normally within oh. like the next hour I'll be asleep lately I don't know what's going on with me but that's you have how kids? I don't I just have a cat <laughs> oh my goodness beautiful enjoy it I know I will for sure I would love to know too because I think a lot of people have like this misconception like once you get to a certain point in your career that you know you don't experience you no know, doubt fear you know, like you said, you think about, you was thinking about putting the brushes down and everything. Mm-hmm. Like when you get in those moments where you start to not feel your best or you start second guessing yourself or, you know, who you are as an artist, as a person, like how do you bounce back and remind yourself like, um, I am beat face honey, okay? Like I've done this, I've done that. Like I've done the things. Yeah. Uh, those, have, those moments happen a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like after 
I had some like crazy social media stuff happen and it's like I have watched my followers like dwindle it's hard to stay motivated because I just super long story short uh, my page got banned and it was it disappeared for like a full week and then they reinstated it and ever since that happened it has never been the same I was I was growing organically um like a thousand followers a month I was growing and then it just stopped and instead of gaining a thousand I was losing a thousand still to this present day it's still the same wow so that is like a super mind fuck Mm -hmm. for lack of a better word um but I think all the time like I look at work that I've done and I'm like this is trash like (laughs) I could have done better um I think that's human if you're not if you're not first of all if you're not thinking about if you're not evaluating yourself then you're never going to get better Mm -hmm. uh but self-doubt in me are two peas in a pod unfortunately so I know all about that sorry I yawned and once I yawn (laughs) the floodgates the floodgates like and I'm trying to (laughs) not yawn again but I feel it coming uh, but yeah, self-doubt and me, I struggle with it. But then like, again, my Kanye will kick in. They'll be like, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But even, I would like to think that even if I wasn't like, even if I hadn't had the incredible stories and, and things that I've experienced, I would like to think that I would always come back to and rely on actually like who I am, not just like what I've done, like who I am is I'm decent. Like, and I'm deserving of decency. Mm-hmm. I'm deserving of good things because I'm a good person. Like I try, try hard. I try to be fair, try to be kind. Like, mm-hmm. so it doesn't necessarily even matter like what I've accomplished you know mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> yeah now before you go I do have to ask you about makeup like I, I gotta know like what are some of your your staples and your kit <laughs> other than the I guess the um the liner um the liner of course um I, I really love NARS foundations <sighs> I'm so sorry oh my <laughs> oh, god good. this is my problem like once I start I can't stop and then my I sometimes I wonder if it's like my I had an old lady tell me recently like you keep dabbing your eyes and people think you're crying and I'm like I know that's been happening my whole life she was like you should get that checked out she was like 90 and she's like you should get that checked out and I'm like holy shit uh, <laughs> did me? this lady just read me <laughs> and probably should it never occurred to me to ask my doctor like why this thing happened to me since I was a kid uh-huh. um Anyway, staples in my kit. Mm. Um, I love NARS NARS Sheer Glow Foundations and also Radiant Longwear Foundations. Mm -hmm. I love, this is a consistent that has always been with me, is MAC Studio Finish um, Concealers. Mm -hmm. That is from strip club to present day. That has always been with me. 
mm, black opal cream sticks they've been around for like 10 years mm. and that is that's a staple for sure laura mercier translucent powder that's a staple mm-hmm. mm, in terms of like um, um for skin those are like the core uh but eyeshadow i could give or take whatever whatever flavor of the week eyeshadows to me are just whatever i really like morphe's eyeshadows mm. um i love colored rain colored rain is turning out to be like their their queen of hearts palette it's been like three years now that i've been rocking with that and i will continue like i buy it over and over again and that's never really happened with a palette for me I really like them and it's probably also because they're black owned and I just love that they're black owned and I want to support Mm -hmm. um yeah that's that's pretty much like the go-to okay that's cool is that good enough that not a long enough (laughs) (laughs) no that's cool I love that okay Um, what are you working on your legacy to be if you ever thought about it? Like when this is all said and done, like what do you want people to say about you? They already say it. Like I've, I've literally received my, my flowers. Like just did Karen's makeup. I was in Virginia the other day. I'm so sorry that this is happening right now. I'm so sorry. Okay. I just did Karen's makeup the other day and she has, like a lot of artists will have two different, uh, or a lot of celebrities will have two different artists that they work with for hair and makeup because she lives, you know, three states away or four states away. So she's got to have somebody local. Um, it's such a cool, gracious, awesome, sweet girl, very talented makeup artist. And she was like, I watched you for years and you taught me so much. And it's like, we're doing the same job. We have the same client. Like, yeah. how cool is that? I get to see that my handiwork helped you pay the bills. And that is freaking amazing. Like, mm-hmm. so that is my legacy. I, I would like to think is that people, I genuinely met something in people's artistry journey. Yeah, absolutely. Incredible. Absolutely. Anything coming up next for you? Anything coming up? Yeah, it's always something. Yeah. No, nothing in particular. But again, aside from just developing, you know, I, I started with lashes. Now with the introduction of the Pro Black Magnetic Liner, it's like an, a product that is mine, you know. And I really would like to get into skin products next. That's Mm-hmm. where I'm tinkering right now okay like yeah foundation particularly mm-hmm. all right all right I can't wait to see it yes yes oh my god this has been such an amazing chat I'm just so I'm still so tickled and like like kind of like pinching myself a little bit like if I'm really sitting here talking to her right now oh my gosh I'm so tickled. yes <laughs> see because we yeah. do the same thing don't we we do, we do. But before you go, I have to ask you the rapid fire questions, the Frenzy Beauty rapid okay. fire questions. So whatever just pops up in your mind, just like spit it out. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so the first one, 
in your opinion, like what are the top three keys to your success so far? I haven't given up. That's key number one. Uh, I continue to learn. Mm -hmm. Um, That's number two. And number three, I tap out when I don't like it. Mm -hmm. And then I come back when I'm ready to give it again, I guess. I love that. Yeah. Um, How do you measure your success? I used to measure it by how many followers I had. And God was like, well, we're not going to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's being reminded that I met, it's the people I meet along the way that say, you taught me something. That's how I measure the success. That's how I'm reminded. It's never me who brings me back to like who I am. It's always other people, like the little people that God puts on my path that are like, you mean something here. Yeah. You've meant something here. Yeah. yeah that's how I measure it. Uh-huh. Like the little reminders that come my way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's the best advice you've ever received? My grandmother, when she said, a man don't need to know all your business. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Um, God, there's so much good advice, like in terms of makeup. Or maybe like in your business or pertaining to your makeup journey, I guess. I had this awful, super mean client that I really, like my hair was falling out and she hadn't paid me in a long long time. And Sam Fine, OG, Sam Fine, um, very good friends with Rennie Vasquez. And Rennie had told me repeatedly, like if, if somebody put me through what this girl's putting you through, I would have quit a long time ago. And I'm like, I don't know, something, something made me feel like I was doing something wrong. And that's why I was, it was kind of, it was like an abusive relationship is what it felt like. Mm-hmm. Um, like I would be sort of berated and then called back the next day, like nothing ever happened. Oh my gosh. Um, and then it got to the point where like the girl was continuing to ask me to come to work, come to work, but wasn't paying me. And I was begging management for my money at that point. And I like, it was um, Grammy weekend. And I was like, I'm not going to do, I'm not coming if you guys don't pay me. And I'm t- t- relaying this to Sam Fine. Mm-hmm. And Sam Fine was like, let me tell you what you do. Go get a beautiful makeup case, put all that bitch's makeup in it and leave it on her front fucking door and tell that bitch to give you your money because she now has everything that you have of hers. Right. And don't ever do her makeup again. You do not have to stay there. And I was like, exactly what I did. Yes, Sam, for the advice. And it was just a reminder to, he, he told me, he mentioned like one particular like supermodel and said that she was just so awful to him. And he just said fuck you I don't have to be here yeah and like I don't know why I needed somebody to tell me that but basically it doesn't matter who they are nobody's allowed to treat you any old kind of way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who's looking you know I felt a, an obligation to like my following to keep this thing going and like you know but in the end I mean my my hair was falling out. It's bad. It's bad. Um, 
so I needed somebody who'd been in my situation to tell me it's okay. Somebody else will come. Yeah. Somebody else will come. And he said, all you have to do is say you did that person one good time. And that's the only amount of times you have to do them to say you did them. You don't have to stay with somebody. And I'll never forget that conversation. It meant a lot. Like, yeah, doesn't matter if you did them one time or 12, you did them. Move along. That's great if advice. Not working out. Move along. <laughs> That's excellent advice because a lot of times people are just afraid that they'll get blackballed or something or blacklisted. And and- I believe I was. Mm. That's a whole other story. Oh <laughs> yeah, it's a whole other story. But you know, it's just it's a part tricky. of the journey. <laughs> yeah, it's just part of the journey, and like you always end up where you're supposed to be anyway. Exactly. You yeah. always end up where you're supposed to be because. First and foremost, your life is not your own. God is orchestrating things that you could have never imagined, places you could have never imagined. It's never over until you're dead. So it's just going to keep, you're always going to be doing something new. Like that's why when you ask like, what's something new? We're always doing something new. Like that we all say in our lives a million times, I used to be the cashier at McDonald's. I used to be um, a singer songwriter. I used to be in theater I used to be I mean there's a million things that used to be so I used to be this one's makeup artist and that one's makeup artist and mm-hmm. you know absolutely but and none of Karen will probably be the only girl that I've ever like this is my friend like I just love her we, mm-hmm. we get along like peas in a pod even someday you know she's, probably, she's gonna have to work with somebody else or, you know whatever life happens and I have amazing relationships with a lot of people. Like, um, just we don't talk when we see each other. It's love, you know, like, whatever. But I don't know. Life keeps going. Is what I'm trying to say, it just keeps going. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're always going to be evolving and doing something new. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just life. So no, no need to stay anywhere where you're not wanted. Another opportunity will come along. God's still orchestrating your path and you just keep going, going, going. Yeah, absolutely. That. What advice would you give to another makeup artist who is in that rut right now that we all go through where they're just like, you know what? I am throwing down these brushes. I'm selling, I'm doing a kit sale. I don't want to do makeup anymore. This is not for me, but you know, it's their passion, but it's not going the way that they, you know, want it to go. What advice would you give to them? I don't know that I would give them advice. I would say, okay, <laughs> is that where you're at now? Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause you could come back to it. I mean, that's what I'm saying. You said like the, the three things you asked the question, like what three things? Mm-hmm. walking away at certain times was part of how I could keep going mm-hmm. literally not doing it was part of how I could keep going because you do get burnout and so if you feel that way or if your heart isn't in it go ahead figure something else out right. you used to be a makeup artist a year ago doesn't mean you can't be two years from now mm-hmm. like you know it's a skill that's the beauty of having you know, a trade. If you need to walk away, you can walk away, but you still, you could still do it. It doesn't mean that I, I would tell them don't sell your makeup now. <laughs> just in case. But just in case. Right. But um, sometimes it is 
good to walk away from something when it's no longer serving you or when you've given it your all, recalibrate, go another route, and you will come back to what you love, you know? Yes. Like, you'll always come back to it. Um, it's, not go- it's not going anywhere, you know? Mm-hmm. So what did you do like, with those times where you were um, not doing makeup? Like just to still, I think a lot of times people are like, well, what am I going to do to make money? Especially people who are full-time. Like if they decide like this is not what they want to do anymore, then they have to like do other things to mm-hmm. make income. There was never really a time I wasn't doing makeup. Like, let me rephrase that. I, pu- I pulled back a lot though. Mm-hmm. But if somebody is at a point where, and I lived very, very simple life. I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, I had, there was a time when I had a apartment in LA, apartment in Philly, a Benz, like a, a purse addiction. <laughs> I had, you know, money in the bank and I was working, working, I was booked and busy, honey, and I was not happy and I burnt out. And so I just scaled back, continued to do makeup, um, did more like bridal focused more on Mm -hmm. non-celebrity rearranged my lifestyle lived more simple um yeah okay gave up that purse addiction (laughs) and just I scaled back but if you feel like you need to get out of it all together fine go work a corporate job like Mm -hmm. maybe that will because it really is not for everybody like uh, entrepreneurship, entrepreneurial ship. Is that the right word? <laughs> entrepreneurship. <laughs> Remember when I said I was the word person? Don't I'm quote me on that. Room. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. It is not easy at all. Like so. So many times I thought, you know what? Let me. I just want to work an office job where I know how much money I'm making, where I got health insurance, where I could show up. I got my little work buddy and my little work husband. Hi, y'all. Okay, see you later. Like people are relatively normal. They're not that shit crazy and famous. Right. <laughs> like there's been a million times that I thought that, but I knew that I, at present day. I knew that this was my path because I continued on it, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, but again, I scaled back because I had to make money in a perfect world. I probably would have just walked away altogether and would have worked a corporate job <clears throat> for a time, built myself up in another way, mm-hmm. and then probably still would have ended up doing makeup because it's just in me, you know, mm-hmm. Got you. It's, it's very much in me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah I don't know but like just keep going if you feel like you need to walk away do that don't go to extremes don't sell all your makeup because you're still going to have a cousin who's getting married Mm -hmm. or you you will still pick up jobs like somebody knows somebody who needs a makeup artist and you know you can be available when money presents itself Mm -hmm. but you know but I understand wanting to burn the thing and like, <laughs> I understand like never wanting to look at makeup again. And I've been there before. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I think with any artistry like that, I feel like Jimi Hendrix wanted to put down his guitar. I feel like Adele once stopped singing. 
feel like Oprah wants to stop interviewing at some point. Everybody is just like, screw this. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but then you know that if you just keep coming back to it, that's how you know. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that it has to be your whole life. Yeah, definitely. That, that path is not for everybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what's a resource that helps you in your business or, you know, you know, your business that you can share with the Friends of Beauty community? Like-minded people like-minded really like friends mm-hmm. a real lifeline for me was making a girlfriend who wasn't a makeup artist she was a hairstylist in fact she's upstairs cooking dinner for my daughter right now <laughs> she came to visit me from New York <laughs> but um just being able to throw and bounce around ideas with somebody who's doing the same thing is huge if you can meet that person that's great mm-hmm. um, Mm, but what do you mean by resource like Um, like buying discounted makeup or anything so is there any like software that you use any Mm. I don't know is YouTube oh Canva Canva Canva's bae the amazing Canva Canva is like it allows you to be kind of your own little graphics designer um it gives you templates to make like stories on social media or mm-hmm. yeah and it's like 12.99 a month and it's like they should absolutely charge more don't tell them I said that yeah because it's really worth it yeah I love canva, canva. Mm-hmm. um here's a resource you don't have to buy expensive makeup I have never owned Chanel anything <laughs> um here's a resource Rite Aid okay you could buy makeup at Rite Aid you could buy drugstore makeup like I said, black opal is a staple in my kit. Mm-hmm. People kill me when their kits are made out of like not even Kim Kardashian would I show up with freaking Chanel. Like, girl, there's like six makeup factories in the world. Hmm. All and making the same thing with they're all making labels. the same thing, including my eyeliner. Mm-hmm. Going, you could tell them to tweak the thing, but nobody's reinventing the wheel here. Right. Um, so don't don't that's especially why I made the price point of my eyeliner what it is because I would feel so guilty charging people what people charge for freaking eyeliner it's just ridiculous like the nerve of you Chanel now listen for those bags you could charge whatever you want right <laughs> those, that, that that lambskin you could charge whatever you want but makeup is just like it, it's really about your skill level so don't feel that that pressure use that Use that drugstore resource. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the last one, I want you to fill in the blank and just say, my name is blank. And the key to longevity and success is whatever you think it is. My name is Tatiana Ward, AKA Beat Face Honey. And the key to longevity is to take breaks when you need them. Um, make sure that you're saving your money so that when a break comes or when you feel yourself get ready to burn out, you don't go up in flames. You can rely on whatever you have stashed and don't watch too much social media. It's toxic and will make you think that you are not where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's it's all a lie. Everybody's lying. I love it. <laughs> That's <laughs> Yay, before you go, I mean, I'm, it's pretty straightforward, but share your, you know, social media information and your website where people can get their lashes and their, mm-hmm. you know, their liner and everything. Okay, um, 
you can find all of my products at beatfacehoney.com. Um, Twitter, which I'm never on, but if you'd like to go there on for, for my annual tweet, you're welcome <laughs> to find me at uh, Twitter, beatfacehoney, Instagram, beatfacehoney, YouTube, beatfacehoney. Okay. And beatfacehoney, no matter where you find me. I absolutely love it. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for doing this. This is so crazy yes. to me. This is Yay. really like full circle-ish because I think the first time that I saw you in person was at the makeup show in 2013. That's the picture that I sent I you. And I remember sitting front row. It was you, Danessa, and Rennie did a panel. Mm-hmm. And I was literally just sitting there listening to you all talk, just crying. Like, I don't even remember what you all were saying, but I just remember feeling so like, oh my God, I'm not about to cry. I just remember feeling like, I finally found where I was supposed to be because I've been a makeup artist. I just celebrated my nine year anniversary and makeup is literally the longest thing that I've ever stuck to in my whole life. So sitting Mm. there and listening to you all tell your stories and everything, I just remember feeling so inspired and everything. So really appreciative for your perseverance because I know it's not easy. So I always had the the idea of like, well, if I quit, then what message is that going to give to somebody else yeah. at me as, you know, something. So I'm really grateful that you, you know, you know, you stuck it out and everything despite the challenges and the ups and downs that you've experienced in your oh life. Oh my God, no, I'm going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just thank yeah. you so much, girl. You know. So appreciative of you. Yes, I'm so appreciative. See, that's the measure of my success when it comes back to me like that, for real. Thank you. And you have to, I'm going to cry about it now. Thanks for listening to the Friends in Beauty podcast. Don't forget, sharing is caring. Share this episode with at least one friend in beauty and subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts so that other Friends in Beauty can find this show. Plus, we'd love to hear your feedback. Connect with us on all social media platforms at Friends in Beauty hashtag friends and beauty to join the conversation and join our friends and beauty facebook community to stay connected talk to you soon